I lost my home, lost my job, and ended up on the streets. I found it a suitable place for me to hang myself. We found our son had taken his own life on our property. Just as the distribution was ending, someone placed a testament in my outstretched hand. That one testament had a great impact on our lives and our family. This is an opportunity for me to have a new testament. As I began to read the book of Revelations, I could see how much God loved me. It was like for the first time in my life that, that I really felt acceptance. I'm fixing up this drug and I see the Gideon's Bible over there. But there was, there was a force compelling me to pick this up. You know, he says he'd take away all the weights and burdens that you have. They were gone. It has given me hope for daily living in the worst circumstances of my life. Then I knew that there was someone who loved me. All I said was, yes, Lord. And, and it was like a, I was born again right there. question for you this morning is, can you be good enough to get into heaven? Genesis says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and earth. For the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. The Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated light from darkness. God, God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. There was evening and there was morning the first day. John says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. The Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made, nothing that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. So why is there a question? Why do we have such a problem when it's been so simply stated to us? John 14, 6 says, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. Society tells us that's not true. Society tells us we don't need a God. We don't need to be obedient to any belief, any religion. Satan wants us to believe that by deeds alone, we'll be good enough. And that's all we need in our deeds. This story is about Jeffrey. He worked at a hotel bellboy in the Dominican Republic. One day he was helping Gideon unload his luggage that was getting ready for distribution. 
The Gideon began conversation with him. Jinfrey believed he was good enough to go to heaven. The Gideon shared that God's standards are much higher than that. Due to our sin, we are separated from God permanently, and we deserve eternal punishment. We have no way on our own accord to pay the debt for our sins. However, God sent His Son. Jesus came to pay the debt that we could never pay through His death, His resurrection, His life. The Gideon explained the only way to receive forgiveness from our sins was to have true and have true eternal life was to confess our sins to Jesus, accept Him as the Lord and Savior. The power of the gospel contained in the word broke through the views of Gentry that morning. Gentry believed, and him and the Gideon prayed. They prayed to accept Jesus Christ as a personal Lord and Savior. So my question is, do you believe as Gentry does? you know why the Gideons are here today? Folks, our number one goal is to see lost people come to our Lord, Jesus Christ. We do this by spreading the gospel and through New Testaments. We believe the Holy Bible and its message for us is for each and every one of us. For many of you, you hear the name Gideons, and you think of those red hotel and motel Bibles you've seen all over, from cruise ship to motels. They bear the Gideon symbol, and these are an important part of our ministry, but they only comprise about 8% of our total ministry. The Gideons International is so much more. We've been doing this for over 100 years. We're all around the world. Through your ongoing contributions, we distribute New Testaments at schools and colleges. There'll be an orange one in Marshfield this month and in Niagara. We go to prisons, we go to universities, we go to hospitals. The auxiliary place of periwinkle Bibles in, in veterinarian offices and nurses' offices and doctors' offices around the world. We provide scriptures for our police, fire, medical personnel, as well as those that serve in our military. When my son went to Iraq, he received two New Testaments. He sent one home to me. He went there, served our country, and came back safely. But I've continued to carry the New Testament that he was given. The Gideons are indeed a part of your local churches. In fact, all Gideons and our wives are members of local churches. The Gideons International is organized in 200 countries, territories, and possessions. We are unique. We live where we work. The only exception to that is China, where we can only work there. We can't live there. We aren't visitors in just Nepal, Sudan, Haiti, or Ukraine. Gideons live and work, sharing God's gospel with our fellow citizens, neighbors, families, and friends. Last year alone, we distributed more than 90 million New Testaments in over 100 languages. We are seeing results in places like India and China, where the distribution is over 1 million copies per month. This could be more if more funds were available. They don't go out on credit. Our single purpose is to see lost people come to our faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. We seek to serve the Lord. We accomplish our goals through personal witnessing and distribution of God's Word, copies you help provide. The main scripture of Gideon's live by is Isaiah 55:11. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return in me void, 
but it shall accomplish that which I please. It shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. This morning I'm going to share some videos, some testimonials, and I'm going to read some testimonials to you. I'll show you a distribution in Nigeria. The first testimonial is by Pat Shelton. What can I do that would make my daddy happy and spend time with me? I was six years old, and I said, I know what I'll do. I'll get him a beer. Well, I got a beer, and my fingers wouldn't open it up, so I took a spoon, and I popped it open, and I ran up to my daddy and said, Look what i done, Daddy. This is for you. He said, All right, son, you open it. You drink it. That was the first time I was ever drunk. I had so much anger and rage. My dad was an alcoholic. My sister sold drugs. By the time I was 12 years old, I was selling drugs in school. By the time I was 17, I was collecting money for other drug dealers. At one time, I had 35 pounds of meth on my back, $250,000. I had 72 cops, six dogs, and two choppers after me. I was running from the law. Ended up going to jail. A Gideon, named Charlie Waters, came into my, my cell. Looked me straight in the eye and told me, Jesus loves you and I love you. I looked at him, I said, well, undoubtedly, he don't know me. So one day he was telling us about this man, Jesus, and I felt this tear start coming up in my eye. And I started fighting that so hard because I was Pat Shelton. I was a man that collected money. I was a drug dealer. I collected money from other drug dealers. I was burning houses, blowing up cars. I was destroying families. Nothing made me cry. And I didn't know what to do. And Charlie came in and told me, would you do this for me? Would you read this book for me? I read the book of John, and I got over there, and I got to reading about all these people. I read about Peter, and I wrote about all these people in here. And I said, they were guys, nice guys, but this Jesus has got it going on. And then I realized, this man truly died for me. And I got down on my knees, and I said, Lord, I don't know you, don't know nothing about you. But if you could take this pain and this suffering, this rage and this anger from me and this addiction, I won't give you my life, I'll surrender. And right at that moment, he spoke to me and he gave me forgiveness. He said, I forgive you. Well, I came up excited. Finally got out of jail. When I got out of jail, I said, God, I'll never come back to this jail. You get me out here, I'll never come back. One year to the day, he called me to minister. I went back to the jail. I've been doing the jail ministry for nine years. We've had over 800 men come out of that jail. Since then, I serve a God that's a God of restoration. He has restored my family. I led my mom and daddy both to the Lord, and he's given me a chance to go out and tell people how wonderful he is. And all this happened. All this happened because of one man. One man never gave up, and that's why I'm doing what I do today, is because he loved me enough to tell me. This next testimony is called 22 Lives Changed for Eternity. When Edward Finley, a pastor of Calvary Baptist Church in Woodville, Texas, hears a church presentation from a Gideon, he was reminded of an email he received from a college friend with surprising news. Edwin's mother was a dean of, of women at East Texas Baptist College. Her responsibility included being called the dorm mother. At the end of each semester, she was responsible for help clean out the rooms. 
They came, across, they came across several New Testaments that the Gideons had distributed to the students over the years. Each ended up keeping about 10 of these, and some gave them to our friends. One of these college friends, Pastor Finley, called Pastor Finley to thank him about the New Testament. The friend explained that he had kept this in his lunchbox for 25 years, and he read it every day during lunch. He also explained that he put a mark in the front of the New Testament every time he used it to help bring someone to know our Lord Jesus Christ. There were 22 marks in his testament. One Gideon distributed a New Testament to a young lady in a dorm who left it in a room. Someone found that testament and handed it to someone else, kept it in their lunchbox, that testament helped change 22 lives for eternity. Praise God, his work shall accomplish that which he will send it. Isaiah 55, 11, my question to you is, how many marks do you have in your testament? This next video is called More to the Story.
This testimony is called A Hospitalization Leads to Salvation. A few months ago, Eddie and Kathy Rhodes joined the Gideons International. God presented an opportunity to them to minister and share their faith in the midst of their daughter being hospitalized for surgery. At a particular hospital, pediatric patients shared community rooms. So there was another family there visiting their daughter. While hearing the Rhodes talking, one of them asked what they meant when they talked about how they couldn't handle the situation without Jesus. Later, the mother said, I watched your family, and I want to have what you have. Kathy knew they needed a Bible. Her and Eddie looked in various places around the hospital, but couldn't find one. They approached the nurse's station and requested a scripture. One of the nurses took a medical testament, just like this or a white one, and gave it to them. Afterward, Kathy was able to talk to the mother in a common area and lead her to praying for Jesus Christ to be her Lord and Savior. Amen. This last video is on a distribution in Nigeria. Nigeria is a fertile territory. Nigerian people are enterprising. You know, we are blessed. In every ramifications of life, we are blessed. We love God and we easily appreciate things of God. They love the Gideons anywhere you go. And Nigeria is open to the ministry of the Gideons International. Thank you, God bless you. Essentially, what I enjoy most is to be able to place the Bible in the hand of somebody who's willing to receive it, because I believe that's what drew me to join the, the ministry of the Gideons. I love to be a missionary. I love to be involved in uh, distributing the Word of God, uh, be part of uh, a group like the Gideons International. In the different distributions that we've done, I've uh, come in contact with people who they are quick to run to us, to say to us, oh, you are members of the Gideons. I will say to them, yes, ah, I got your Bible when I was a student, and it's a Bible that I used and then all through my primary school or secondary school and now have become a Christian. I received the gifts from the Gideon when I was a child. So in my primary school, the Gideon team came and we were given the little Bible like this. Today, we are Christians, all of us in my father's family, not just Christians, people that propagate the gospel that know God. So I want to say thank you to Gideon once again because as a child, they had positive impact on me. I believe that in future, Nigeria will be a country, a Gideon country that other countries will emulate. The potentiality for this country in Gideon's ministry is fantastic. But after all, we are not serving human beings, we are serving God. So you may be wondering how you can help the Gideons International. Folks, our number one need is prayer. I ask for prayer for a steady flow of funds so we can purchase and place scriptures around the world. I ask for prayer for open doors and open countries where we're allowed to make distributions. Prayer is included here in Webster County. 
like I said, we'll make a, a distribution here in our Marshfield and Niagara schools. And if you know any school board members, please thank them. But we're not allowed in Rogersville, Fordland, or Seymour. Not halfway across the world, right here in Webster County. We are allowed to make a distribution in the federal or the state prison over here at OCC in Fordland. Isn't that ironic? I was told there was a time when we made very little distributions at the prison and more in the schools, and now it's the other way around. It'll take about 750 New Testaments in the, in the prison over there at Fordland. As God has placed it on your heart, I ask you to make a financial gift this morning. Every scripture we distribute and every salvation testimony is a result of generosity of people just like you. You could write a check and you could make it to the Nazarene Church and you can put a memo line for the Gideons International and they'll, uh, they'll gather them together and send us one check. When you give the Gideons International, you impact lives for Christ. For $1.25, as you saw, you provide a scripture for purchase and placement in the next generation around the world. The other one is Gideon Hotel and Motel Bibles. I see you have a card display out there. For $5, when you give a hotel and motel Bible, they'll last for about six years and they'll reach 2,300 people. You can also become a friend of the Gideons, and we have pamphlets on that. You can do the Gideon Bibles online as well as, as mail them physically. Folks, that, that's the close of my service. Congregation, I want to thank you. Thank you for your attention, your patience, and your blessings. We appreciate your prayers. I'm sorry David had to be sick, but it's a blessing to be here. So my prayer is for each one of you to be blessed and protected. May your church continue to be an example in our county and our city. Thank you. So I told you we weren't uh, doing a one offering at the beginning of service like we normally do because we're going to do an offering now for the Gideons. And so, uh, like Mike mentioned, uh, if you want to, if you're writing a check, of course you can do cash as normal, but if you want to write a check, just write it to the church, MCON, Marshfield Church of the Nazarene, and uh, we'll make sure that it goes to the Gideons. We'll just write them one check and they won't have to deal with all of that. Uh, but uh, please give generously. It's a great ministry. They're reaching lots of people as you, as we witnessed here. So if you could do that, that would be good. I'll pray and we'll pass the plate. Dear God, we thank you so much for your goodness. God, we thank you for this ministry and the great things that you're doing uh, through the Gideons International and uh, reaching people here in, uh, in our community and around the world, God. We, we thank you for them. We thank you for Mike for coming and sharing with us today. And I pray that, first of all, that you would just bless their ministry as, as a whole, God, that you would provide the funds needed, that you would work in our hearts and help us to uh, give freely. And I pray that as, we, uh, as they go on to other places, that, that the same would happen, God, that they would continue to raise the funds they need. pray that you would just provide for them in that way. I pray that uh, you would give them uh, the openings to get into countries they 
are not able to get into, to get into school systems like he was mentioning, even here in our own county. Lord, I pray that you would give them openings to get in and give those testaments out to those who need them, God. We know that your word is what shows us who you are and what reaches people uh, and, and draws them to you. And I pray that as that goes forth, that uh, many would be reached and be blessed by that, God. And we just pray for this offering now that uh, you would use it for your good. In Jesus' name, amen. That's the conclusion of the service, so thanks for coming, and we'll, we'll see you um, Wednesday night. Remember, there's a meal uh, starting Wednesday night at 5 o'clock if you want to come to that, and the Walk for Life people have a meeting starting now, so thanks for coming.